I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane, I'm on top of the coffin, having mock sex with this mannequin. Oh my God! No! Hey, oh and, Jesus Christ! Oh yeah! And and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it! Do it harder! Make more noise and stuff. It's got to be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. Does it still sound okay? Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Okay, good. You're it's not still... choppy, or I'm not choppy. I don't guess I'm choppy. No, I'm you're not choppy. Not choppy, <laughs> choppy G. Chop, That's choppy. gonna be when they do is <laughs> when they <laughs> when they bring Russo back and they're gonna cut off Shorty G's dick, and that's what his name's gonna be, Choppy G. <laughs> <laughs> choppy, top, choppy, top G. G. <laughs> <laughs> 2020 is off to a hell of a start. Oh, I will say that um, I thought New Japan was fantastic. All the stuff that I saw in New Japan was wonderful. Um, and what else do I have to say about New Japan? I haven't seen much of New Year's Dash, but I did see um, a lot of Wrestle Kingdom, and the shit that I saw was just really, really good. I didn't, I didn't see anything bad at all. Everything was really good. Yeah, I have to admit, I haven't seen anything yet, but I, I'm definitely planning on it this weekend. Um, I've done have I've read all good stuff and everything heard good stuff so it apparently is top notch once again. Here the Jim Valley nearly died. What the hell? Yeah, it's crazy. And he had to wear one of them Scooby Doo masks yeah. over his head, over his face, or whatever the hell he was doing there. I don't know what he was doing. And then well, supposedly, yeah. like Jericho called him a wrestling match. Look, man, there's a wrestling match going on in Japan. He's going to be there. <laughs> He had to come home early. He was so sick. It was. So I know. Sad. I know. I, I shouldn't say anything because I, he did get pretty sick. It sounds. I'll, like. I'll tell you how sick he was. He was cutting down. He was only up to four hundred and fifteen selfies a day. I mean, the guy was on. He had fucking life support. That's rough. If you ever see him post less than six hundred selfies a day, I mean, just call the cops and do a check welfare because something has happened to that man. I could see him like in a hostage video where they're like, nah, we don't make anything with you. We've already seen enough shit with your face in it. You're fine. We'll just go ahead. They'll take it on faith that you, we got you. So I don't give a shit. <laughs> but, but he is better now, right? I really haven't seen. I think he's, I think he's on the road to recovery. This is good. He posted like they put the 12th man flag up on the Space Needle in Seattle. And he had his yeah. uh, KIRO shirt on up there. And he's like, mm. I was up there two or three times to cover that. And I'm like, that must have been some fucking scintillating radio. Hey, they're here, and the flag is up. Okay, back to you in the studio for more fucking bullshit. <laughs> scintillating. <laughs> right? Yes. Here's, here's the flag, and it says 12 on it, and it is now vertical. All right. All right, Bob and Cindy, back to you with our weekend forecast, you dumb fucks. Bob and Cindy, I love them. Best, aren't they? They've been on Cairo for years. I love them so much. Yeah, they're, they're what? They're, what, 80 years old now or something? I don't know. It seems like it. They're pretty old. They're fairly old. And the other thing about, uh, Val, I guess Valley got called out at that press conference like, Jericho, aren't you sick? Put that mask on before you talk. <laughs> It's pretty funny. It was actually, I think they actually said that. I haven't seen the clip. I was trying to find it. I'm like, yeah, well, it sounds good. That's pretty good. I haven't seen that. I think, it you know, he, got, right. 
He almost killed National Treasure Dave Meltzer. He almost gave him uh, typhoid or whatever the fuck he had. Did you know? Did you know that typhoid Jim? Yeah. Did he do that? Really? Yeah. He, he almost killed uh, Fumi. And he almost did he do? beat on him. I don't know. I haven't heard it, but they said it was like it was. This is how it was. I'm going to recreate because I've heard Marty and Sarah talking about this. They were like, yeah, and then uh, Suzuki came in, and then and then you'd hear step, step, step away from the microphone. (laughs) Yeah, Dave, and then uh, Kenta. Join the Bullet Club, and the crowd just erupted. Step, step, step away, over And people are paying fucking twelve ninety nine a month for that shit, Bryant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds like he was like uh, a little susceptible there. If he's in the same little space, I thought they were they were they talking were about Meltzer. That is. Well, he'd walk over. I guess he was trying to get in the. Cl- I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're. Maybe you know, Japan's so different, and I've never been there. Perhaps they have like little vestibules. If you go and cough, it's like a <laughs> cough space or something that they make you a build cough when you're space. In, yeah. If you're in, in Rapongi or something, like, oh, if you have a cold, go here cough. Make sure you don't get anyone else in room sick. And <laughs> but he nearly he nearly killed uh national treasure dave Meltzer. and by the way a small bone to pick treasure. Look, nick aldis is going to be after your ass you better watch <laughs> oh sorry it's gimmick infringement um I, speaking of dave Meltzer, i do have a, a slight bone to pick you saw some of the um you saw the obituaries for pampiro ferpo right i did yes the argentinian bruiser, bruiser brody or whatever the fuck you so i'd really never heard of him but i did see the the obituary floating around online yes well, as it turns out, I, I I didn't know much about it, but apparently it, it seems like uh, Randy Savage ripped off a lot of his act or borrowed or whatever from from this guy. Mm-hmm. And I'll be this. I'm not I'm not going to be a super cool mark or whatever for a while. I thought people were saying Vampiro Furpo, so I thought he was doing a vampire gimmick. I, this is how little I knew about the guy, but it's Vampiro Furpo. What? A, so I'm reading about him. Mm-hmm. Blah blah. He retires to San Jose, and Dave has to put in his obituary. He was worked. At the post office, where he would help process many of the wrestling observers that ended up into your stupid ass Mark hands. I'm like, well, that's a little self serving that you would have to put that in the obituary. That was like the man's life work later on in his life that he processed and had his hands on your stupid information that ruined people's lives. Dirt sheet boy. I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't get that. Why does it have to be put in there? I don't get it. Just, hey, he worked for the postal system. No, I would see him at the post office, and there he was, and I'd give him my information about what was going on with the booger eaters at World Championship Wrestling. Wow. I bet I bet Pamphiro Furpo wants his family to go through that, too. Yeah. Uh, all of the details of the Montreal screw job went through my hands at the post office before they went on their way across America and inspired such douchebags as Conrad Thompson and Tony Khan. Hey, ain't I the greatest? <laughs> How weird. It's bizarre. It's just fucking bizarre. So I guess maybe that's his, maybe Melcher's only connection to Pampiro was the fact that he touched the mail that, that Melcher put out every, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, that's, that's just a weird thing there. Know. Would it have been too much for, hey, uh, I know you're handling my filthy 50,000 words this week. Would you like to go have lunch? Do you have a lunch break here at the post office, Pampiro Furpo? Or 
Or is that just like, would that be too much to ask? I mean, hey, I'm I'm in the same business as you, but hey, no, it must be your privilege as a postal worker to touch my shit. So that's <laughs> enough of the contact for me. I don't want to take you out for a Whataburger. So go fuck yourself, <laughs> Vampiro Furpo. Hello, but, some hey, Whataburger. Rest assured, and I know this is a shitty job for you and you hate doing it and you wish you'd save your money, but when you die, I'll tell everybody, you touched my newsletter. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Which immediately caused Vampiro Furpo to go blow his brains out. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that was what set him over the edge right, right there. His head looked like rambling rabbits <laughs> when Daniel Bryan took him out of the box. That, that's a little fucking dark, isn't it? That was yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> rambling rabbit blew his head off, or somebody yeah, man. or out. something. His whole temporal lobe is fucking <laughs> missing or some shit. I don't understand in the context of that program. It's like so weird, right? I, well, it's just, yeah. And it, the context is kind of off. But, you know, speaking of the like disturbing shit like that and, and savage and, and, and all, it's, I was, um, I think it was kind of late at night and it was earlier this week, maybe last weekend, even on vice, they were showing like a marathon of, of some of the old, um, uh, the, what, what's it called? The dark, side, dark, of the ring. dark side of the ring. Yeah. And I saw the, uh, I only seen like, watched like half of it when it's been on before the, the savage and miss Elizabeth one. I'd only seen like a half, maybe half of it, but I got a chance to watch all of it. And I watched the Von Eric one again too, because it's just so good, but it is, uh, but yeah, I was just funny when you said that about Macho Man because I was going to tell you I need to, I've got to get a Macho Man shirt. I've got to get one after seeing that. I mean, I, See? he 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 was an asshole, and, and I think that led to a lot of Elizabeth's downfall. Really, uh, I think she was mentally just kind of taken down. It sounded like by him. But damn, I think he was a good guy. I think he's kind of cornetish in that in that sense. I think he's a good guy. I, I think he just kind of does some fucked up things that he doesn't realize that are f- kind of fucked up, you know, or did the, some things at this point, like the way the Bruce is acting on Twitter, I'd like to go up to, to Louisville and just drive, uh, like Jim to his house and just say, here, here, here's a crowbar. Go ahead and just take have at it. <laughs> uh, I missed who you said. I'm assuming you said Bruce. Is that who? You yeah. Said? I take, yeah. Him, okay. <laughs> take him over to Bruce's house. And I think you've been here before. Go ahead. Just beat his ass. <laughs> I'll just turn around. <laughs> Lock the door behind you, pal. <laughs> Aiding and abetting. Um, yeah, the the Macho Man thing is always he. I think later in his life he found peace. I think in the post gorgeous George era, after he had dumped that girl, I think when he found like his high school sweetheart or the the girl he was with like before uh, Liz, I think he had found a lot of peace, and that's when he kind of. And it's, it's kind of weird. I think, you know, Eddie Guerrero is the same way. He kind of, the moment he found the peace and everything that, or not even the moment, but at the time when period, when he found peace, that's when he ends up dying. Right. Oh, well, yeah, seems like it. And man, I was thinking too, you know, what went through my mind when I was thinking that I'm like, boy, you know, he'd have been at WrestleCade at some point. Oh, that would have been amazing. Right. You know, he would have Carrie Von Eric too, probably. So oh, that was some crazy ass shit. Oh my God. But uh, yeah, but yeah, he, I think he did. Yeah. Just kind of like a growing up thing, you know, almost, you know, the older you get the more, you realize some things and, and he did seem at peace. They didn't really go into too much depth on it, but it, it, it did seem that way. Just kind of hearing Lanny Poffo and, you know, 
um, what's her face? Um, Hulk's wife, former yeah. wife, ex-wife. Uh, yeah, fuck Linda. I don't. I don't ever want Linda, to hear from Linda. Just shut up and spend his money. I don't. I don't want to hear Linda dude, ever I, again. She was on there a lot. I didn't yeah. realize that she was on there that much. But man, she she was on there as much or more than anybody. Well, she was uh, big. She and she and Linda or uh, Liz were really close. Liz, yeah, were really tight like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I kind of I thought they were, but I didn't know. But I I never knew it was that tight. I, I didn't know they you know put their makeup on and went on fucking vacations together and stuff like that i mean they made out I, every now and again i mean they just, I, who knows <laughs> you know i really hate randy and oh, no that's not but you you are looking kind of good tonight girl <laughs> it's and the the thing that i always get is like when randy locked her in the closet i always thought that was kind of a very disturbing story and i don't think they go into enough detail on that on dark side of the ring yeah, I, I think they skimmed the top on that one. Uh, they didn't really go into that one hardly at all. And, and, and you know what? And that's another thing that I'm glad you said that actually reminded me of something else I thought of while watching it is I wonder how much they're not telling us. <laughs> you know, I wonder what you know, what's going on, what what's happened that we really don't know about that may even make me change my mind about him, you know? Well, there's a ton of stuff that I, one of my favorite Randy Savage stories is the one where he doesn't trust Jake Roberts and he makes the snake bite. Oh, God, man. <laughs> I love that story. He makes the snake. Because somebody was asking me about Jake the other day, and I was telling them just what a tremendous, like, in real life asshole that Jake. I would never. I just, like, he's just such a horrible, horrible person. Just really awful. It is. It really is. And they were like, well, did he really like snakes? Was that like, he said he hated snakes. He couldn't stand snakes. And a lot of those snakes ended up dying. Several of the Damians ended up dying because he left them in the car. You got to take care of them and shit. Well, he did. He was he was out doing crack, and they froze to death in the car and shit. And then he wouldn't feed them. And then I think, uh, like, like the British like supposedly the British bulldogs would do bad shit to the Damien, uh, and then he would do he would feed the dog like X lax, and it, it, Matilda got huh. treated like shit too. It's really unbelievable. Yeah, that is kind of messed up. I mean, I, I, I'm I'll be the first to tell you I don't I, I hate snakes as much as anybody, but I I don't like to see anything you know be treated like that i mean that's kind of fucked up it is fucked but, up but uh, yeah and and i um but to hear him tell that story too to, I, i'm not a jake roberts fan at all but hearing him tell it i think makes it much more funny i guess just the way he was telling it um and the other thing about all, all of that is is that jake, just jake owes this money to to uh people and he won't pay pay him back like golden boy down there in florida and the guy's got stage four cancer and it's just a, it's just such a huge yeah, yeah, there could there could be a very good, you know, there could be a pretty good movie made about 1980s WWE, like in an Animal House kind of style, just with all the partying and all the cocaine and all that shit. That would that I think that would be an insane movie. Why don't somebody do that? I mean, surely at this point somebody could come out and do it. You know, God damn it, so much <laughs> stuff. I got I got to cover that up. God damn. It. Uh, I think Vince's really, I think his erection moment tonight yeah. was o- Otis out there stuffing his uh, cake into his gullet there on the ramp. I think that was like his favorite. Vince was probably pleasuring himself. Look at him stuffing. He's a big fat load. Look at and him he was stuffing. moving his hips. Uh, look at that. Look at him stand. And he had like the two hottest women ever wrestling each other. He had Mandy and Alexa. Man, and he, oh, it, was, it was amazing, right? Hell yeah. It's like you don't even want to pick. You don't even pick a favorite. You can't even pick who's hotter between those two. 
And and you know, they just and think about how old those girls are. They probably add their age together to like they're like my age, you know. Exactly. And then you got like 30 years of hotness between the two of them coming up. Amazing. That's the amazing part about that. Um, goodness. But yeah, they, yeah. And I was, like, I was watching, too. I don't know about you, but it seemed like Mandy has gotten significantly better, you know, in the ring. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying she's, you know, Lita or somebody, but I mean, she's, I think she's a lot more believable. I think she's a competent worker. I mean, it's not really part of the gimmick because they just kind of emphasize her hotness, but I think she's become a pretty competent worker. Oh, yeah. That's exactly right. I, I Yeah, and I'm glad. I'm, I'm happy for her in that aspect because I think the, the the ceiling is the roof for her. Oh, wow. You can't even use that this year. I don't even want to hear that. I'm sorry. I know. I, 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 maybe, it, maybe, it, maybe it's a reverse jinx. Maybe tomorrow they'll whip the shit out of Clemson. Uh, it's the the streak which was going to end at some point. Really looks like it's going to be on the line. Boy, if it's going to be any year whatsoever, it would be this year. What a sad, sad moment that's going to be. That that will be the, I mean, the uh, Dean Edward Smith rolling over in his grave as uh, on North Carolina soil. The Pickens County Panthers come up and they beat the North Carolina Tar Heels. Mm. Yeah, I swear, man, I, I feel it coming. I really, and you know, they're going to be chomping at the bit when they get here, knowing that shit. What did you What did you think of the debut of the Shaman of Sexy, John Morrison, on SmackDown? I thought it was a little clunky at times, but sometimes Morrison's a little clunky when he does yeah. his promos. Uh, I mean, and I hate to say that because I really like Morrison, man. I, I think you know he's another one. I know he's getting up there in age, but god dang, man, he can just he can perform as well as anybody. He really can, and. If he had those promos down, God dang, dude, he would just be. If they didn't pump him up to be the number one man in whatever company he was in, if he could, you know, talk on the mic, Jesus. I mean, that's my opinion. I th- I think so. With you know the way he looks and the way that women you know salivate when they see him and and like I said, the way he performs in the ring and acrobatics and all that shit, and he's just. Got it all, but that, those promos, man. I mean, mm. I think he's. Uh, I think he's going to do really well this time around, unless they end up burying him. I mean, he could be uh, Shorty Shaman here before too long. Well, they had him come out in the first segment, so that's it says something. I think um, that's to start. Uh, and you know, teaming up with Miz to take on the New Day. So, I mean, that's 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 pretty up the ladder, don't you think? It's a big deal, um, but you know, again, they debuted the Usos super hot last week, and then they got their ass kicked at the end of SmackDown this week, which I don't. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's just the business, and that's still not going to take anything off of them. That's just going to kind of put some heat on Corbin and so on. I guess the Corbin Ziggler thing—you'd have to say that's been a pretty good pairing ever since they put them together. Yeah, because they're about about an eyelash away from getting go away heat. heat. Yeah. They're they're right there, and and Corbin walks that line anyway, and has for several years now. Uh, yeah, well, our boy Ziggler kind of has too at times. That's true, but that's mostly because I of mean, what they've made him do and shit. But I was getting ready to say there's an asterisk on that. But, exactly. But yeah. I almost think. See, there's my my fantasy booking again. I almost want to see an Eli Drake John Morrison program now. See, uh, well, let's see. I don't think they crossed paths. They, they weren't. Yeah, they were. They were in uh, TNA together, weren't they? 
Yeah, did they ever do anything together though? I don't think the two of them I'm ever did anything to together. Because that was I, such a again, that was even by TNA standards, such a shit show period of time. I know, man. It's hard to remember a lot of that shit. Um You'd think they would have, but I don't know. They may have uh, Drake may have come in a little bit later than or one whoever got there later came in, you know, too late for him to really get going. I don't know. I don't I just don't remember, but I know they were in the same company at the same time. They were just doing a contest on Fox Eight because SmackDown is coming to the Greensboro Coliseum in se- in seven days. And yeah. tonight's secret word for the contest was steel chair, which actually, as it turns out, is two words. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's two words. It's steel chair. Everybody go to buyfox8.com and use the secret word, which is actually two words. Steel chair, and you could be there at the Greensboro Coliseum, the Palace of Wrestling, on Friday the 17th. Is that correct? Because today's the 10th? Uh, 17th, yes. Okay, good. Good to go. Hard to believe, but yes. It's already there. We're already halfway through the month almost. I'll have to flip those calendars. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you do this to me? I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I can't help it. That was our classic. Have we ever, I don't know if we've ever explained that on this podcast, have we? I don't think so. I don't think so. We were, you know, I used to be in radio. (laughs) Oh, God. I can't believe you haven't told me this. On the Brad and Britt show, we used to have our news guy. He was at the beginning of each one, was the first of each month. He would think that Mr. and Mrs. America, as they listened to his news at 6.05, would not remember his first time. He goes, all right, everybody, flip those calendars. And by the time it's like 2011 or 2012, people have phones and people have like electronic means of doing this. So they don't really flip calendars, but he would continue <laughs> to say it. <laughs> and the those thing, antennas on top of your roofs, make sure they're good and sturdy. We do that every January. There was a lot of stuff that I liked that he did, but one of the things that he would, instead of saying like, <laughs> oh, Tonight at 7.30, we've got Wake Forest against um, Duke on, you know, he wouldn't say that. He'd go, programming notes. <laughs> programming notes. Right, programming note. Tonight at 8 o'clock, we will have live coverage of the State of the Union. That's so him, man. That's so okay. him. It's a programming note. Instead of just saying, hey, tonight uh, at 8 o'clock, don't forget, we're going to have State of the Union on. Uh, <laughs> analysis from ABC News and shit like that. He would, he would never say that. Uh, so how do you, well, how are you now? How are you feeling about the death of uh, Russia's Neil Pert, the drummer who came up with a lot of their lyrics? Yeah, I, I can't sit here and tell you I'm the 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 biggest Rush fan ever. I love them, and and I'm and and I listen to everything they got. As a matter of fact, I went and listened to you know a little montage of stuff t- this evening after I found out about it, which is kind of a geeky thing I do when musicians pass away. I just kind of feel that's like my fan obligation in some way. And I don't know. It's kind of weird, but you know what I'm saying? Um, but anyway, I went and listened to some rush, um, you know, um, but I, I've never seen them live and I know people are going, what you know, <laughs> they, you know, they've been around, they tour every year. It seemed like, but I just, I just never did. I guess I can And I'll tell you where it started long time ago when I think I, you know, started going to concerts, you know, early or mid teens or so. I, um, somebody told me, and I could never begin to tell you who it was, but somebody told me they went and saw them and they were disappointed because they didn't do much. Really? And 
Yeah, and and I just kind of always kind of held that, and I I don't know why, but that was just the impression that I got from that one person that they just kind of stand around and play their songs. I mean, I and looking back, of course, I'm thinking, well, maybe this person thinks you know everybody's got to be like David Lee Roth and shit. You know, I I don't know, man, but um, but I just and I kept thinking, well, I'll see him this time. Well, I'll I'll catch him when they come back. You know, I'll catch him next time. I just. I just never saw him, and and it's just weird, man. I don't know. I can't explain it other than that. I I I feel like I've let somebody down, maybe myself. I don't know, but um, but yeah, I just and and I and I think it hit me hard just in the fact of he's just somebody that's kind of in your and I's era, you know, that yeah. we kind of grew up with and and stuff. So I think it hit me hard in that way, in in kind of the the Tom Petty, David Bowie kind of way, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I I was never a huge fan. I saw the documentary several years ago. And I was like, geez, I never realized how into this band some people were. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised. And I was really taken by the journey that they took from this prog rock band. And then Getty Lee started just like overdosing on the fucking synthesizers back in the 80s. Yeah. And it, it almost reminded me of like Eddie Van Halen. Like, I'm so bored with the guitar. I'm just going to play fucking synthesizers for like five albums. You That's know basically what it was, man. I thought. I mean, was, yeah, exactly. So, Eddie, dude, you're the best fucking guitar player in the world. Please stop playing the synthesizer. Please. As much as I love Jump, okay, you did it. Stop. Just stop. Okay. Yeah. You proved your point. Your, I did everything I could possibly do on the guitar. Where's um, the harp chords? Let me, let's go to another album. But it's one of the great things about modern life is that when somebody dies like that, you can just in a couple of punches of a button on a touchscreen, you can listen to like half of their catalog in no time. Isn't that great? And, and that's I would, when I love technology. Moments like that. I would be I would be working at like um, when I was working in, at this album rock station down at Lejeune, and I was like, I don't know these songs or anything. And of course, this was like all programmed toward Jarhead. Stand by for more on Jarheads coming up because that came up on SmackDown tonight. So we were yeah, like... it did, didn't it? We had the stupidest program director ever and we should have just been playing all the fucking hair bands and the hard rock shit. But no, no, no. He also had to mix in and like canned heat and all this other horseshit classic rock from like the 60s and 70s and stuff like that. And it was like, oh God. <laughs> and like um, all this... Um, all this acid rock and shit. Like I had too much to dream last night and I, it just fucking stupid, you know, pictures of matchstick men. You'd be playing Hell. Cinderella. You'd be playing Cinderella fucking back to back with, you know, pictures of matchstick. Men. <laughs> it was just weird, stupid. man. That is tripping. But then I would hear these songs. Like I would hear like, um, subdivisions, which I, is like a really good song. Love that song. That's a fantastic song, and I'm like, well, oh, this that just blew me away from like the first time I heard it, and I'd go listen to that whole album. And then when I was there, it was '93, and that counter, I think it's called Counterparts, because I was just looking up the album, and it was very because they the, um, cut to the chase. Is that it? The the song I remember most from that one is a song called Cold Fire. Cold Fire, okay. It's a pretty. It they it was it was where they finally like. Alex Liveson had talked Getty Lee into like, okay, let's put the keyboards down. <laughs> they they had released <laughs> it was after Presto and the one before it was like yeah. that where they had just kind of like just power jacked, windows. I think so, and they were like they had just jacked off the synthesizer. They were like, and it's I was reading the Wikipedia article and it had citations like they had definitely been influenced at that period of time in the '90s by Pearl Jam and like Primus. They wanted to be a little looser and not quite as sculpted. And they wanted to be, and it was. It was pretty cool how they made the album, and I loved Cold Fire. That's, you should go back and listen to that song when we're done, because I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, it's I'll a, do that. 
it's a rocking ass tune. And I hold your fire was like around that time too, right? Or did did you say that one already? No, I don't know that one. I think the the name of the album. The name of the album was Counterparts because I was just looking at that Counterpart. Yeah, I think that's one cut to the chase. I may be wrong, but I was just looking. And the guy who produced it was a guy named like Peter Collins, I guess. And to his credit, he produced such masterpieces as Hey Stupid by Alice Cooper. Yes. Really, really great period of time in rock and roll. <laughs> Let me look at that Rush discography real quick. But, I, you know, I, I always I, when I was watching that um, that um, documentary, it went through like the part of the time where he lost um, Neil Peart pronouns, pal. He lost his um wife and his daughter like in the period of a year they both died or maybe they've died at the same time in a car wreck or something so he kind of takes a sabbatical from life and he gets on a motorcycle and he just like rides all over the united states i think pretty much and i think he was down in mexico too but he's going to like all these amazing i think he's going to grand canyon and he's going to sedona and all this shit Mm -hmm. and just to make sure so people would know he hadn't like blown his brains out like um rambling rabbit apparently did he would send him a post he'd send him a postcard like hey i'm good i'm over here and Williams, Arizona or whatever, and just throw it in the mail to him every now and again. And after he was done, he kind of got his head together. This is the other thing about him is he used to, as a young man, he used to read that Ayn Rand, uh, Ayn Rand shit, like the Fountainhead, right? Right. So later on in life, he's like, yeah, I'm not that guy anymore. I grew out of it, which is what really happens to a lot of dickheads who are into that kind of shit. Boy, I knew some, and one in particular that we worked with. <laughs> It never got out of that shit. That's arrested development. Ugh, big time. That, that is a re- if you if you're still into that shit about what is good for me is good for the world and let's take care of the people that are creating shit and fuck the people who are the losers in life, then you suck ass. And he he eschewed all of that. And he, he he described himself as a bleeding heart libertarian later in life. Neil Peart did. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see all three of them being libertarians. To be honest. So this was the yeah. Hold your fire comes out. Okay. In, 87 presto mid 80s they all kind of run together there for a moment, moment. It, it like like power windows and signals mm-hmm. to me are kind of like the same record to and me. presto too the one you presto have. presto in 89 and he, here's a completely i think forgettable album roll the bones oh that, dude i like that's got ghost of a chance on there okay well th- that's you that's the child that's a little harder to love that one came out in 1991 yeah and then Counterparts- also, there's a, there's a there, i remember getting that out that that i think it was cassette or cd one or the other i just got out of the navy and I, that was like one of the first things i bought when i when i i went to I actually went to texas before i came back to north carolina so um i was there and i just remember going and getting that and listening to that driving back to galveston that was just i don't know it's one of those things i like that i just like that album i remember that album coming out like the, it, that era of music is also about the same time that tesla had bust a nut I think they were, that was one of the albums that Tesla came out with at that <laughs> point. Been, yeah. I'm looking at this, the tracks here on Counterparts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's pretty good. I mean, it's, there's some good stuff on here. And they go through the whole thing about how they they were – he didn't have – Pert didn't have much time to work on the lyrics and shit because they had some technical issues and stuff. And Lifeson and Getty Lee were kind of like the ones who were um, – kind of working on it and shit let me see some of the singles off of this motherfucker because i know cold fire again cold fire was like the second track that we played off of that but i liked it much more than whatever the first one was okay let me see and they're talking i'm watching i've got the local news on mute now and they're talking about him now how are they pronouncing his name neil paert uh, I, I, I've got sound i don't know because some, some people did pronounce it that way but i think it was I've like the, i think it was like the shampoo pert 
I, I, I seem like that's always pretty much the one I've heard, but I have heard the the Pert. Yeah, and wasn't Pert the first shampoo to also combine shampoo and conditioner? I weren't believe they, you're right. Weren't they pioneers? And I know that they sponsored that Big Life tour for Night Ranger because I believe the shampoo wow. and their logo was on my T-shirt that I got when I saw them at oh. Carol's. I think. Cool. Yeah. Man, so, uh, well, let me know when they get the Body on Tap tour going on. <laughs> body- <laughs> Uh, the Bugle Boy tour uh, was really good. I really oh, yes. So these were the singles off of uh, Counterparts. Stick It Out was the first one, which yeah. I don't remember at all. I don't Cold remember Fire, Cold Fire, I remember. Nobody's Hero. This is a story that Neil Peart wrote about a guy he knew who was gay, and the guy ended up years later, he found out the guy had AIDS. And the guy was kind of a, uh, to him, helped Neil Peart in not being a homophobe. He says mm-hmm. that. And, and Animate came out and Double Agent. Those were some of the singles off of uh, Counterparts. Okay. And then Test for... Do you remember Test for Echo Test for at all? Echo. Yeah, barely. I, I do remember it, but I couldn't tell you one track off of that one. 1996. It marks the final rush work prior to the tragic events in Neil Peart's life. That's when he lost his daughter and his um, wife, or his common-law wife anyway. They put the band in hi- on hiatus for several years. And that was the final mm. Rush album to be produced by this Peter Collins guy. Mm. He, Peter Collins produced Gary Moore, Bon Jovi, Billy Squire, Rush, as we talked about, Air Supply, um, Alice Cooper. That Hey Stupid album should be flushed. It is almost the Katie Vick of fucking Alice Cooper albums. Well, you said flush. That made me think of Flush the Fashion. You remember that one? <laughs> no. got, we're all clones. I do remember we are. I remember that single for sure. That's that's the album it was on. Yeah, it was not very oh, good. But man. hey, stupid, yes, yeah, that's pretty bad. Hey, stupid was so, and I think that's got a Joe Satriani guitar solo on it. Oh wow, yeah, that's like ew. Um, this Peter Collins guy also produced Nick Kershaw, Suicidal Tendencies. I think he produced Operation Mind Crime and the Empire album for Queensrÿche. So that's oh, a pretty big yeah. deal. He also produced Indigo Girls and Nancy Griffith. This guy's. This is pretty he was good. all over the place, wasn't he? Jane Wheeland from the Go Go's, uh, wow. the Cardigans. I guess Loveful was his. Kim, I can't think of anything else they did. That's the only thing I know of. Tracy Ullman and the Brian Setzer Orchestra. So this guy has done a couple things. Yeah, with a couple different people. Jeepers creepers! Congratulations to all Elite Wrestling. It was a nice rating that they got on Wednesday. Up near I the haven't looked at them yet. They did very well. They were up near a million again, and they clubbed NXT pretty good. In the debut of Alex Shelley on NXT, it's peanut butter Shelley time. <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of weird, but I, yeah, that's cool. Well, they beat the shit out of NXT two weeks in a row. Now, one of those weeks was them taking on Sam Roberts, so that doesn't really count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I liked most everything in the AEW episode, with the exception of that dreadful women's match. Just that whole thing was just ugh. It had yeah. potential, but ugh. and I also I don't really know that we should have burned through the entire Moxley versus the whatever they're what are they calling that that they've got 127 factions currently. Yeah, in, in AEW. <laughs> See what they decided was are they, are they naughty by nature? Who are not, they? Not because I hate you. That's exactly right. Ah, uh, so they he I don't know if we needed to burn through that entire storyline in three minutes. <laughs> Did we? I mean, we need to know Moxley's part of the group. And then like next week, he's still part of the group. And the next week, he's not, and then like maybe at a pay-per-view, oh, he turns on and beats the shit out of him. that. I thought, you know, that's how things used to work, right? 
Uh, well, I didn't you really think of that, but that's a, you know, that's a good again, point. Not being an old man on the porch, but I'm talking about that's the way things used to be when people made money at promoting wrestling. Well, you're right. I just, but I, for whatever Thought. reason, I, I didn't think of it in that, in that way. And I, I'm not, and I'm a little shocked that I didn't now that you bring it up. It was kind of like five minutes left and he takes the thing off. He's got the t-shirt on, which again, that's how you identify that you're in a faction in wrestling in 2020. Um, it's like identifying that you are a country music singer. You have to wear a cowboy hat because if you don't, I, I don't know who you are. I, I think you're singing like punk rock or something. <laughs> I have no idea. So it, it, unless you're wearing the t-shirt that I can buy at pro wrestling Uh, you know, I don't know that you're part of my faction. So he does yeah. the fact, and then they, and I'm like, well, this is good. And we got three minutes left. So they kind of just kind of, and then, oh, uh, so you were clock watching like I was everybody was like, well, it's getting toward the end here. Uh, I wonder what we're going to do. Uh, but otherwise, you know, I, I thought it was good. I did. I, am I wrong? I didn't sense any audio problems in all elite wrestling this week. Um, a couple times. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I, it wasn't as bad as it has been, but I, I but I've kind of started listening for it. So any little thing I'm pretty much going to pick up on. And I, I'm trying to think of when it was, but it was toward the beginning. I, it, uh-huh. it seemed like whatever it was, it seemed like they got it fixed. So the, the thing that happened on SmackDown that was kind of weird was when Bailey goes after uh, Lacey and calls her a jarhead, which is yeah. interesting, interesting timing, because as you know, we, we were pretty close and, and may still be fairly close to World War Three right now. So to really kind of uh, have the, the the not reflectiveness enough to kind of go, eh, maybe we'll just kind of take it easy with the uh, slurs on the military right now. Not, you know, not, not that I'm uh, super sensitive about that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, other jarheads are allowed to call themselves that. Uh, but, you know, maybe at this time, a uh, good, right-thinking American and real man himself, Vince McMahon, would go to one of those uh, writers and go, God damn it, you don't make fun of the Marine Corps, you son of a bitch. Don't ever call it that. Ever. And how... Uh, Beat, brother. How, how they got Lacey uh, Evans kind of uh, shoehorned into that patriotic gimmick. That's That's weird, right? Uh, yeah, but if you think about it, we should have seen it coming. I guess, but it was, they've been, they've been, well, they've been promoing her being an ex Marine ever since she's been in there. So at some point you got to go through with that, but they also promote her as an awful Southern cunt for a while too. Well, they kind of went away from that. So yeah, bizarre went to, to, you know, the, the jarhead mom. That's basically what they're doing now. And they use the kid all the time to like, uh, hey, you're a mom, but you suck as a mom or something like that. Isn't, is something, that what they're doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently. You I suck as a Marine as you suck as a mom. But anyway, back to All Elite Wrestling's Dynamite program. Did you have did, did you have anything else that you wanted to point out from that particular program? Again, another they've had a, they're on a kind of a roll here as we start 2020. Again, one of those weeks was them just beating down Sam Roberts on a clip show, but still it counts. And they had a, <laughs> the 18 to 49 numbers I thought were, were especially good this week. Now, again, this is where Vince McMahon's buddy, Donald Trump kind of fucks him. Uh, because again, we were kind of at war there for a minute or two. And we may once again, flare that back up. You just have no idea because it turns out there's other factions that might want to jump in and start like throwing their shit at the United States. And then, you know, 
people will start watching those news channels nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. And in fact, you could see a time when perhaps SmackDown on Fox might actually be interrupted by war coverage. Well, Could did happen. you see the Did you see the video that that I saw earlier today as we're recording this um, in the North Arabian Sea, where that that Russian warship came right up on that uh, USS Farragut? No, I did not see. I that. mean, they were That's not- man. It was it was kind of you know made you think a little bit. The ratings for the news channels are at a historic high. I mean, it was you know for many many years in the nineties and well into this century. Monday Night Raw was the number one show on cable television, and that's not been the number one show on cable television for some time, certainly since the beginning of the dawn of this interminable period of time where Donald Trump was president. So, uh, again, as as war continues to ramp up, and then we've got impeachment as well that's looming, it could eat into uh, some of the audience that would be potentially at least watching uh, Monday Night Raw and, and possibly also... Friday night SmackDown. So again, uh, Donald Trump's uh, Vince McMahon's buddy Donald Trump uh, doing him a major favor. Now again, we always hold out hope, and since Donald Trump is at least a part-time resident of the great state of Florida, that Donald Trump might be a part of WrestleMania this year, and we hope that he will be the first sitting president uh, ever to attend WrestleMania uh, live, and he would be able to be in a box somewhere in Tampa. But again, this entire war situation, you don't know if the Secret Service would be able to protect to um, ensure his uh, safety. So that could be in jeopardy as well, Brian. But honestly, do we really want that? Do we want that? Do we want that just for the mere fact of being able to say we had a sitting president go to WrestleMania? Even if it is that some bitch at this point, it's not going to be a feather in the cap. I'm not saying it's going to be like a good thing, but we are steering so hard. The car is careening into the shit pile. You might as well just steer into it. Well, what the hell? Speaking of WrestleMania, they are, have some fan packages over at the Wrestling Observer Figure 4 website. Now, this is not a bad deal, I thought, because I looked at it and I was immediately guffawing. You, you were doing what now? guffawing you were guffawing yeah uh, if i would have been uh jim jim valley it would have sounded like this <laughs> oh god i'm gonna die pick up my lung that's what it that's what it would have sounded like a little bit this is what it'd been like put me son Pick up my lung. <laughs> That's what it would. I hate. Been. I missed that. He got it. You know, he and I get into a Facebook thing because he he ate at a fucking Denny's. Yeah, I he saw did. that. You see that, shit? You see what, that what? shit? What? It's the only thing open. Let me tell you something. The Seven Elevens in fucking Japan, which they have every four steps, they've got stuff like ramen noodles from Michelin star fucking restaurants they've got shit in the 7-elevens over there that you can make a tremendous meal out of and he's like hey was the only thing open so i had to get the grand slam breakfast <laughs> you know what sir you deserve to get botulism based on just that just saying that and being that i wonder if they have grits and country ham at those denny's over there glitz <laughs> sorry i had to say it <laughs> You went straight there, didn't you? You, went, you, didn't, you didn't waste any time. The feline, man. Right there. 
Uh, could I? Could I have how many grits? Oh, thousands and thousands. Oh, see, it's an old joke. It's an old joke. Uh, this is what it'll cost you to be part of the VIP Platinum uh, for one ticket. This is VIP Platinum, and I think you get tickets to see um, Dave Meltzer and, and, I don't know, I think Brian Alvarez jacks off about whales or something. Oh, is that right? Like, yeah, it's great. It's really good because, it, Jesus Christ. No price is too high for this. Honestly, between Alvarez and his wife, they make me want to go out and murder a whale. Huh? I'm so tired of them. Oh, it's whale scout. Oh, we saw whales. I, I really, I, I would, I would possibly like to do a George Costanza instead of the golf ball. Just put some C Ford on the blowhole. <laughs> Damn. Which, by the way, is the title of tonight's episode: C Ford down the down blowhole. Down the blowhole. God, so good. The VIP Platinum Experience, which will get you in to hear Dave. Um, lie about people getting pissed off at him about giving something 158 stars. It is $289.99, and that includes your ticket to WrestleMania to sit with the rest of those fucking losers on that message board. With the service fee, you're paying... <laughs> with the service fee, you're paying $305.48, and I think that's a pretty reasonable price, honestly. And that's that's from anywhere in the United States, or that's just from where we are? Well, no, that's just for the tickets to the show. You have to provide your own transportation. Okay, I'm sorry. Own- I misunderstood that. Okay. Oh, your own lodging, too. This is just the tickets to, to meet okay. the, the... Yeah, that's Dave, not bad. The Dave and Brian show. And again, what uh, it, Dave's going to talk about wrestling, and Brian Alvarez will talk about how he wishes he could have blown Art Bell. Those are the... That's, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> That was, that's, that, that's gonna be right after. That's why I, I think that segment's coming right after the how I had uh, sex with the alien. That's right. Uh, as that's I true. hovered over Europe that day, yeah. I, I the people who like that show, I just don't understand. I never understood. I mean, they were like, "Well, oh, he does," and I, I knew people in radio. Well, he does a great live read. Well, yeah, okay, he does a great live read, but that show is just horseshit, and it's just like nobody knows what's going on on that show. There's like, um remote viewing <laughs> and 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 then like satan popping out of the desert sands i have no idea what was going on with that fucking yeah, man article. it was some freaky shit man and then he would get involved with these controversies and somebody would insult his filipino wife and he'd have to go in hiding in a cave somewhere because somebody's gonna murder <laughs> it was weird I mean, I swear it to God, got really weird. It, did. it was like, ah, oh, folks, I have to go and uh, I have to go hide in a cave somewhere here in Pahrump County because uh, somebody has insulted my Filipino wife, and uh, I won't be talking to you for a while. And now here's Abba. <laughs> that's that's how it was. It was, Am I wrong? Isn't that what that show no, was? You're not. You're not at all. Yeah. So if you'd like to. Oh, um, yeah. If you'd like to sit with losers like Ed from San Antonio and others, uh, no, I, I find that that's a that's a pretty reasonable. <laughs> and depending on how my uh, you know my um, my tax return goes, I, I might consider something like that. But I still have to figure out. I mean, I could easily drive down. That's the hotel. The lodging is going to be the real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, again, and the longer you know, wait, everything's going to be taken up and shit. And I, I would again, I, I would have no issue with staying like further away from Tampa. Like if I could stay in like Lakeland or Winter Haven or one of those places over there and just kind of go back and I wouldn't mind. I'd, I'd drive an hour away. I would. Now, are those mind. places be- between Tampa and Orlando or they are. How- yeah. okay. 
Okay, I wasn't sure. As you're going on I four, you over there. Uh, yeah, so I, okay. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have any issue with that. Um, it, it would be fun, uh, but it it would be. Um, what was now? What was the Michael Keaton movie where he was hanging out with Christopher Lloyd and the people from that from the Insane Asylum? Oh yeah, what was that's, that? That's what it would be like. That's yes. what it would, it would be. It would, that, that, that's the movie that it, it, it would be. Just like being a cast of that movie, <laughs> he'd be hanging out with the the social misfits of all time. <laughs> where's the Michael? Where's the Michael Keaton filmography? Wikipedia. Why do you make it so hard? You make it hard, and you make it hard. Um. Oh, and and uh, you know, we talked about uh, Jr. a couple of uh, weeks ago about that blue chew and about him fucking pillows and stuff. Conrad, <laughs> yeah. Conrad did me one further. I think on the Tony Schiavone thing, he says that, that Jr. sticking everything in town. Oh, is that right? Oh yeah, he's just banging. Oh, the Dream Team was the name of that film. Dream Team. I'd have never remembered that, but I know exactly. I remember seeing the 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 promo for that movie, the preview for that movie in the theater for the some movie that I was watching because I was thinking. That's a stupid name for a movie, but <laughs> I don't know why I remember that, but you know, I it's remember the great, that. it's the great Peter Boyle many, many years before he went on to uh fame as, uh, Ray, Ray Romano's Ray, dad, Ray Romano's dad. Yes. Sure. Sure. So yeah, they, if you go to, Holy uh, crap, <laughs> he's funny on that show. He really super is. Uh, so if you want to, if you want to hang out with uh, bigger losers than me and Brian, you can hang out with the figure four crowd. And uh, ask so would that be the package you would get if you went? So oh yeah, I think three hundred dollars is reasonable to go. To. And then yeah. of course I'd want to go to some of the other uh, shows. And I, I, you know, I definitely want to go to um, what do they call that? Is it WrestleCon or something like that? Is that what they call that thing? Uh, something like that, but something WrestleCon-ish if it's not called WrestleCon. Yeah, I'd want to go to kind that like WrestleCade kind of thing. And I'd want to go to some of the shows, and I'd want to go to some of the kind of underground shows, but not too underground. You know what I'm saying? I like Joe. I don't want to go to Joe Janela's Spring Break because I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. On, can I just be completely honest with you? I oh, think. Do. I believe this year at Joe Janela's Spring Break, somebody's gonna end up with, in the front row with some semen on them. I think it's gonna happen. I, 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 I don't want that. I don't need that. That's not what I need in my life. I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think you're ever too. I don't, I don't young. Want that. <laughs> I, I just don't want it. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. Um, well, did, I, I, speaking of that, I did like what's um, uh, damn, what's that guy's name? His name slipped my mind. You said Joy Janella. Uh, I've got his name on my mind, but the the dude he's they're getting ready to have a he's getting ready to have a uh a, a, a thing with Penelope oh. Ford uh and her man. Oh yeah, I, I just saw that today because they just signed him for the thing. Okay, well that the, I was gonna say that that uh, little minute or two promo that he did, that little vignette or whatever. Yeah, I thought that was good, man. That's why don't they do more of that shit? I don't know. That I don't know perfect. why. I don't know why they don't do more of that shit. I I don't get it. I, I have I don't, I don't know. know. And did you see? Now, did you happen to see? Uh, did you happen to see uh, NWA? I did. Yeah, it was good. I thought I thought everything yep. worked out really well. I thought the Little match, little thing with Ricky Starr and Nick Aldis. I thought that was good. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad they're not uh, throwing Ricky Starks on the back burner too much, you know. Oh, you know, Camille is actually not feeling well right now. She said she's overseas. Yeah, I've been watching her Instagram pics with her and uh, Lattimore. 
And uh, but I didn't see that about her not feeling well. So I, I'm kind of I'm kind of warming up to Lattimore a little bit more. Honestly, he's, he, he's not as unbearable or whatever the word might be like he was to me back when he was in TNA. Right back back when he was what was he called douchebag? Brom. He was Brom, right? Brom, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, I, I, I think he's much a little a little more tolerable now. I believe, and and speaking of which, uh, congratulations to to Charlotte and Andre Andrade for getting the, the engaged right thing, right? Yeah, oh that's yeah, a, yeah. That's a, that's a nice thing, right? That's weird, man. Andrade well, is uh, father-in-law would be f- Flair. That's just weird. It's like uh, I guess I guess some people were upset. Speaking of which, it's like Bobby Eaton's father-in-law being Bill Dundee, and I guess some people were upset that Bill Dundee wasn't part of that whole Memphis thing. But the Memphis. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, he was. And how about that? I didn't think about that. The Memphis salute part of that show was was such a minor part of that show. They played it up, I thought, a lot to sell tickets and stuff, but I didn't. Yeah. I will say this. Randy, uh, Randy Hales, if you follow his Twitter account, Jim Ross was on with this guy named Brandon Baxter who does um, a radio show um, in Jonesboro. And Jones, Brandon, I guess, it, it goes way back as a Memphis wrestling fan and stuff. And he, he did like 20 or 30 minutes with Jr. on that show. And it was really, really good. Okay. Huh. And I, I don't know if you look up Brandon Baxter and Jonesboro radio, you might be able to find the, whatever radio station that was. And they might've put it up on their website uh. in, in between all the bullshit flash ads and stuff and the stupid polls you don't care about. Um, you might find it, but it's, it's a very, it was a really good interview and Jim did a really good job. And you could tell like Brandon's um, fandom was shining through and shit. It was, it was very good, but I thought the Memphis part of it was like really kind of minimal. What it, I, to me, it could have used some more Memphis. Yeah, um, but you know, I, I I wasn't really disappointed per se, but I, I I did definitely notice that they overplayed it way more than they probably should have if that's all they had planned for it. I did find out something that I'm very excited about as we're headed to Irish Potato Road for Sunday. Do you do you know we're going to get to see Dem Boys in action? Man, how long has it been since that happened? God, it's been like uh, over a decade for us, I think. I'm trying to think. I don't think I was working in Charlotte when we were at that show in Greensboro, right? Were they, they were, yeah, they were at the show at Greensboro. That's the one I was thinking of, the one we were at Greensboro because we wanted a Dim Boy shirt and they didn't have them. No, I thought the hashtag Dim Boy shit should be rocking at that point in time, but they are going to be in action yeah. against, Dal- against Dalton Castle and this Hendry guy. They're going to be in action. Yeah, remember him? He was with that with Grotto during the, okay with on Impact about a year or so ago. I'm excited about that. Yeah, uh, Ray Horace, Andrew Everett square off. I'm glad. I'm glad Andrew Everett's still getting booked. That's fantastic. Yeah, I like Andrew. He's he's a good dude. Mark Williams or Mark Haskins and Tracy Williams take on Vincent and Bateman in Concord. I don't know much about them. Alex Zane, I've heard of him. Makes his ROH debut against Bandito. Oh, him. I mean, the, the, yeah, Zane or whatever his name is. Uh, Alex, don't call me Sammy Zane. Sammy uh, Zane looked like Fidel Castro tonight, right? I, I I don't understand why he's still with that company or anything. I don't I don't know what's going on with him, but I guess he's moving the needle. I don't know. I guess. Uh, Flip and Flamita meet in a fantastic first ever singles match in Concord. That might and be La, good. La Faccion Ingranobra, a challenge villain enterprises for world six man title in Concord. There was some uh, interesting news about Osprey. 
David Meltzer reports that he's pretty close to a deal and it would even allow him to um, sports entertain for all elite wrestling as well. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm sorry, Marty Skrull. Marty Skrull has, has not signed a new contract, but it looks very close. The deal will include him wrestling in ROH, New Japan, and the National Wrestling Alliance. There looks to be more than that as well as the door contractually would not be closed to AEW. Meanwhile, the aforementioned Will Ospreay has a fractured heel, but is in Australia and expected to be wrestling his dates there this weekend. Hmm. So you, make this a, you said he was heading to AEW. Okay. All right. Yeah, he's, but I, I was mixing him up with Marty Skrull there for a moment. I got you. Okay. That's um, somebody I, I wouldn't mind. I'm glad he's going to be there, too. I love Skrull. Uh, Irish Potato Road, that is. It's going to be pretty good. And I'm, I I think that one match in and of itself with the Briscoes against Dalton Castle and Joe Hendry, I think that's going to be pretty tremendous. Oh, yeah, man. Anytime the Briscoes are there. And then I, I always liked Dalton Castle. I always thought he could work his ass off. He's just a tremendous performer. That guy's amazing. Yeah, good dude, too. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. They've got the little map of it on. It's embedded into. Yeah, um, I saw that. I think I was talking about. And there's Old Airport Road and there's Irish Potato Road. Irish right Potato there. Road. There it, there, is. there it is. Everybody can see it. That's so good. I wonder if everybody else talks about Irish Potato Road like we do. We made it famous. We put it over. Of course. Nobody knew about that shit until us. They owe us some potatoes. It sounds redneck as shit, doesn't it? Slightly. And can it's we like, get it? Can we get the Cabarrus County Sheriff's Department out there to direct some fucking traffic? Would that be crazy? That'd be nice. That'd be nice. For the, our five dollars or ten dollars, whatever it is, to park. Would that be? Would that be too crazy for you motherfuckers to actually after the thing try to instead of us just like bumping our heads together like a bunch of morons? Yeah, that would be uh, very, very good of you, public servants. Jeez, guys, come on, get it together. Or they, uh, or they could get the uh, Cabarrus County Event Center attack force to go out there and attack maybe, force yeah <laughs> it's like two 70 year old men in a cocker spaniel <laughs> well you know haven't we always like marveled at the 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 security measures they take in cabarrus county at irish potato road don't they have some incredible security ma- measures and they don't play <laughs> it's weird because people had to go back back to their cars to like God dang, I gotta go back to that. <laughs> oh, Bill Apter's got a tribute to Pampiro Furpo. Hasn't the man suffered enough? Huh. Jesus Christ, do I really have to hear that was like Pampiro Furpo's like last wish was please don't let Bill Bill Apter say shit about me on YouTube. Oh, so he even went on YouTube to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, he's on the YouTube. But it's like, and please don't act like me distributing the fucking Wrestling Observer was one of the heights of my life. <laughs> yeah, I hope he made sure he put that in there. Any closing notes from you, Bryant Williams? Uh, quick thinking. Uh, no, 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 no. Everything is uh, good to go on this end. Looking What's forward, like you said, to uh, Irish Potato Road. What shirt are you going to wear on Sunday? I was thinking about that. I don't know because I, I don't want to break my rule of, of, yeah. of wearing a, a shirt like an Eli Drake shirt to an ROH event. I don't want to do that. You know, I'm just weird like that. However, there are some exceptions. Okay. And the exceptions, I think you and I may have talked about some of the exceptions like Hogan, Piper, some of the Flair. Mount Rushmore's, Mount Flair. Flair. Yeah, that would be yeah. huge. Yeah, the Mount Rushmore people. So I, I think I'm going to end up probably, unless I change my mind, where my where the one I wore last time. You and I went there. 
for uh, I think it was NXT, the the one with the rock on it, the rock. Uh, oh, that's a wrestling winner. The, flex, the flex cabana. Yeah, from Hawaii. Oh, that, yeah, oh, that's that's nobody else has that one too. That's the coolest one. See, that's why I like it. Um, number my first choice is probably going to be CM Punk, and I'm covered there because CM Punk pretty much made that company, so I think I'm good. I think that's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, on the outside, maybe I would consider El Santo again. He's one of those that's on the Mount Rushmore. Wow. Um, Third yeah. place, and this is going to completely be against your rules, but it would be since they're back in my life again, I'm going to put the Usos. But as of right now, the CM Punk um, shirt is the leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. It's a winner. It's all purpose. It, it it makes you hardcore and all that good shit. Right. You can't go wrong with that. And and you know CM Punk and and The Rock together oh. can't go wrong. Strong. That is uh, strong. And if 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 The Rock would have been able to get CM Punk on the phone that night on Raw, it would have been just amazing. Vince McMahon would have stroked out right there. <laughs> we would have gotten to see what that succession plan looks like. <laughs> Real yes, after all. Um, let's see. Bryant is on Twitter and Instagram at Bryce Sports, B-R-Y Sports. I am on Twitter at Britt Whitmire. The show is on Twitter at Katie Vick Alive, and I am on Instagram, bw 4 Reels, B-D-U-B number four, R-E-E-L-Z, and... Uh, if you want to support us, you can go to our um, Amazon store and you can shop for stuff there. It is katievic.com, katievic.com. Till next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.